fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I have a new theory. I really, truly, honestly think that COVID is going to be the final demise of society as we know it. I really so much inner bickering among everybody between the health officials, and I say that in air quotes, health officials, with Dr. Fauci, the World Health Organization, the CDC, with local health officials, with individuals in the private sector, with educators. We have a battle going on in Florida right now between the school districts wanting to impose mask mandates on children. We have Governor Ron DeSantis not wanting them to impose those mask mandates on two children. We have the Biden administration threatening to sue the DeSantis administration because of the mask mandates in school because of what they want to uh, impose or not. I'm telling you, the inner bickering is so wild here that I think I just need to leave the planet. And I'm not I'm not talking about something like that. Don't even get me wrong here. I don't know if you know or not, but it's finally here. I've told you this, that I wanted to do it before. I think it's time that we start something new, the new venture, the new voyage, the new, uh, what is it, the new journey, it's a manifest destiny, but to a whole nother level as Elon Musk is officially taking applications of crew members to go to Mars and start a new civilization. I'm really <laughs> I'm really thinking it's time for me just to leave the planet because a virus, a simple biological virus that's floating around our airwaves that was constructed in a Wuhan lab in China that's now all over that has infected and you will be confronted with it some point in your life, somewhere, somehow, whether you wear a mask every day or you don't wear a mask every day, you will be confronted and will be introduced to this virus in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's whether you can actually handle it or not. It's here. And that little tiny thing is causing the destruction of humanity based on people losing their minds over vaccines, mandates, and mask mandates, and control by the government, and absurd, ridiculous, quote-unquote, science that's coming out. It's causing people to absolutely go haywire. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. It's great to have you today. It's a Friday. No guests today. You and I chit in the chat all day long. We had a guest uh, guest plan today. She called in. She was sick, not feeling well under the weather, not able to make it. So we'll get her rescheduled, not to worry. So it's just you and I chit in the chat to wrap up the week and have a little fun today on The Voice of Reason. Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting everywhere with our live stream going on right now. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. You're a millennial general reporting for duty. There's a few things that I want to talk about today. Including this issue down in Florida, I find it fascinating because there's a multi-layered discussion to be had on what's going on in Florida. And we need to talk about all of the parameters and kind of put this into perspective. We have school districts mad at the state government. We have the federal government mad at the state government. The state government's kind of the one rocking the boat here, and rightfully so. But where do all the constitutional powers lay between all of these discussions, and where do you fit in? Not just if you're in Florida. If you are in Florida, then maybe this will hopefully put some into, into perspective for you. If you're not, then hopefully you're not having to deal with this wherever you are in the nation. And if you are, then let's figure out how to battle this garbage because I'm sick of it. It's stupid. We need to get back to common sense and reason with not just the COVID pandemic, but the role of government 
and I'm always the eternal optimist. I always look at the bright side. I always look at the glass half full. I always find ways for optimism on what we can do. And I think with this discussion on COVID, it's making us face the reality that we need to understand the true role of government, where it lies on all levels of government, from your local city council and school board to county commission to state legislature, all the way up to the federal government and the Biden administration. We need to take a deeper look at this. So we'll do that. Plus, uh, something interesting came across my desk today with, I don't know if you've seen this or not, speaking of Elon Musk, Elon Musk has had the idea of robots working all of his company here in the next few years. Interesting. Okay. But then he advocates for universal basic income, which begs the question, are we going to see technology really change the way that we actually are able to receive revenue and actually compensation for the work that we do, if we can even do work anymore. So we'll talk about that here in a little bit as well. All of it right here on The Voice Reason for a Friday. I do want to tell you something a little personal real quickly, though, which I'm super excited about. Yesterday, we made some major purchases for the Hoosier Media Network as we're still trying to work on construction behind the scenes. We're trying to get the studio all set up and everything ready to go, not just for this show, but with the podcasting production that we do and all the stuff that we have planned with all of the fun shows that we're working with. I uh, we We purchased, like... I don't know, $1,500, $1,600 worth of equipment yesterday. And it like drained the bank account for the for the business, but it was all investment back into the company that we've been working on, which is really cool. And outside of the construction that we're still working on, I think we have everything we need almost, except for like one major thing. Outside that, we are ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. It was a major step yesterday, and I'm super excited. So we'll have some more information. I can't really talk much more about it other than it's been on my mind today because I'm giddy. Because whenever you see some progress, whenever you see some uh, some growth, then you get really excited. And I'm stoked right now because the stuff we haven't planned for you, the listener, is going to be really, really awesome. So hang tight. More information to come on that one. All right, let's get into this. First off, uh, we have here's the headline from McClatchyDC.com. The Biden administration threatens legal action on masks in schools as feud with DeSantis intensifies is the headline. According to Joe Biden, quote, we're not going to sit by as governors try to block and intimidate educators protecting our children. That's what he said during the news conference on Wednesday this week. Biden paired his statements with new uh, memorandum that directed the U.S. Department of Education to take additional measures to protect students returning to school, including exploring possible enforcement actions against governors who want to prevent schools from following federal guidelines. The Biden administration could intervene if governors threatened to withhold school board members' salaries, a threat DeSantis' administration has actually made. Let's stop right there because, again, this is a multi-layered discussion that we need to have. Let's start from the top, shall we? Joe Biden threatening the governor with legal action to not allow the school boards to impose the federal guidelines on mask mandates for children. Now, we've already been through the discussion that mask mandates are useless, that they don't stop anything. We've seen trends of uh, the increase in COVID cases between states that did have mask mandates, states that didn't have mask mandates. We have administrators at schools literally saying, telling the children to hold their masks up to the light. And if you can see light coming through it, then you know the, f- the fabric within the mask is not tight enough to stop a virus. We also know that kids have a very, 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 very slim chance of actually getting COVID-19 or showing any symptoms of COVID-19 or even spreading the COVID-19 virus as children. There's a very, 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 very tiny little population of children actually being harmly and negatively affected by COVID-19. At the same time, we realize that cloth masks do nothing because of what we just mentioned. At the same time, 
It goes on and on and on. So outside of those arguments, the federal guidelines are now worried about fall school semester trying to impose these mask mandates. What's really troubling is that we see school districts across the nation that are saying they're not going to impose mask mandates. And then all the kids come back, and now within like the first few days to the first week or two of school, they're not coming out saying, well, the cases are going up. I guess we need to impose it now. And now parents are irate. If you've gone to a school board meeting in your local area, really anywhere in the nation lately, you'll realize that it's the administrators pushing for the mask mandate and the parents that are saying hell no to the mask mandates for their children. Uh, We have children that are breathing in this garbage. First off, try and get a five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old to not touch their face, rub their eyes, play with the mask, take off the mask, put on the mask. Try and teach them how to do that. See how well that works out for you. Send it in to see what they're actually breathing in and out because we've read those stats as well with hepatitis and with pneumonia and with, you know, all these ridiculous, absurd viruses and bacteria that's already in their system. They're breathing into the mask that showed that was in their mask that they, if they had to have it on all day, would be breathing in and out. Regardless of all that, let's talk about the powers the federal government has on states to sue these states for not following federal guideline. We just said it. It's federal guidelines. They're not laws. They're not rules. It was not an executive order signed by Joe Biden to mandate masks in the public education system. He didn't sign an executive order. It was guidelines from the World Health Organization, from the CDC, from Fauci, and from the uh, Department of Education. At the same time, Congress did not write a bill and pass it and say, you must actually do this as federal law. has not been done. It is a guideline by federal Officials, which means states and state officials get to pick and choose on whether they want to enforce said guideline or not, because it is not law. So for governors to come out and say, I don't want that to be implemented in my state, they have all the power to do so because it is not federal law. It is a guideline by health officials and the Department of Education at the federal level. Now, what are they going to do? They do what they usually like to do is play the mobsters and actually pull funding if you don't do what we tell you to. In many states, they're starting to do that to nursing homes who don't mandate vaccines for their patients and for their employees. They'll start pulling their benefits from Medicare and Medicaid to where they won't accept it from that said nursing home. Talk about throwing old people and sick people under the bus if you don't do what the government tells you to while they blame Republicans for actually letting people die out in the streets unless you expand the social programs. I personally find that ironic. It's sad and and pathetic, but that's what they like to do. So now we have the federal government illegally threatening lawsuits against states with no legal bounds in any way, shape, or form because they don't have the authority to enforce it because it's a guideline and not a law. Not signed as an, as, an, as an executive order by Joe Biden and not signed and approved by Congress and signed by the president for enforcement and not approved by the Supreme Court as a constitutional matter of what could be turned into a law. Hasn't happened. It's a guideline. So let's step Joe Biden aside for a minute. We already know that he's breaking the law by even threatening that legal action because it's unconstitutional and unable for him to do so because it's not able to do so. Let's go back to the state level now. We have the school board that is wanting to impose mask mandates and the governor saying, no, you're not going to impose mask mandates at the public schools. We have a state board of education that is, depending on what the state and how they oversee all this stuff, we have the state legislature that oversees it, whether it falls under the executive branch to where essentially they work under the governor, under that executive branch. However, each state decides to put that and delegate those powers. Here in Kansas, where I'm at, we have 
uh, they're kind of their own entity, but at the same time, they kind of work hand in hand with the legislature to kind of bounce things off uh, because we had some legal issues with bills that the legislature tried to pass in Kansas this year uh, that wasn't approved by the Board of Education. But they're kind of their own entity to a degree, at least in Kansas. I don't know what it is about in other states. At the same time, we have local school boards and local school districts that want to impose their mandates. Now, they're a public entity, being a public school, that has to abide by the rules of the state government. They have some regulations from the Department of Education, but overall, they're run primarily, or they should be run primarily, by the State Board of Education and the state laws. If the state government says you cannot impose this said rule, then you cannot impose this said rule. Now, a headline from uh, CBS Local Story out of Miami, Florida, is that the Miami-Dade School District wants to issue masks and defy DeSantis's order whether they like it or not. They want to impose the mask mandates. The move defies an order from Governor Ron DeSantis that the state's decision must be left up to parents. United Teachers of Dade President Carl Hernandez, uh, Carla Hernandez-Matt released the following statement saying, quote, Today we witnessed what democracy looks like despite being forced to withstand the vitriol of an anti-science group with the recommendations of medical experts, CDC, parents, communities, allies, students, uh, we salute Superintendent Alberto whatever uh, with a whole list of individuals that supported the movement for showing courage against these threats and not allowing politics to enter and harm the safety of our school communities. Essentially defying the state's laws to impose the mask mandate whether they wanted to or not. Can they do this? We'll talk about that when we come back because we have some tiered level constitutional federalism going on here, don't we? Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. It's said we have so little time and so much to cram in here. It's hard to get it all in, which is why we talk so fast half the time trying to <laughs> make sure we get it all in. So we have the federal government that's abusing power, threatening legal action against DeSantis in the state of Florida because they won't allow the school boards to mandate the masks, which you know with this, especially with this letter from the teachers, United Teachers, it's a teacher's union. It's the teachers throwing the fit. It's not the parents that's uh, that are from the school districts that I've been to and that I'm aware of. It's the administrators wanting to impose the mask mandate because they don't want to be liable. And it's every parent out there yelling at them, telling them not to do it because they have a choice as a parent to choose what's going to happen with their children. If you want to wear a mask, if you don't want to wear a mask. It's your choice. As a parent, you have the final say with your children. So we have the federal government that's abusing their power under the Tenth Amendment because I don't remember in the Constitution where it says that the federal government has complete power over the education system federally uh, unless they try to use the general welfare clause, which you know is a bunch of crap and hooey because that's not what the intention of that clause is for. I know. So we have that. Now we have the statewide battle right now. We have the teachers union and the teach uh, the school district trying to impose mask mandates. That's violating state law because DeSantis made it a state law. So therefore, the state has an overall say on that one. But then we have the local school districts causing an issue. So who's right in this battle? And you need to understand this because this is happening all over the place. I got a comment on the Podbean live stream as well about some of these school districts in Oklahoma doing the same thing, causing issues there, and, uh, of course, trying to belittle the children and guilt trip them. You know, we don't have a mental health crisis in this country or anything, but we're going to belittle and guilt the children saying that you're actually trying to kill people unless you wear a mask, which is stupid. It's it's untruthful. It's unfactual. It's unscientific, and everybody knows that they just don't want to admit it if they're the ones that are obsessed with wearing masks in the bathroom all by themselves. You know who you are if you end up doing something like that. But so there's a letter from the United Teachers of Dade in Florida that are uh, saluting those that are imposing the mask mandate in defiance of Governor DeSantis's order for the state of Florida. There's an easy solution to this, a very easy solution to this. Parents, remember, you have the power. Now, again, we have a state board of education in every state. They work with the uh, administration, they work with the legislature, and they work with the local school boards. The local school boards are the ones wanting to impose this if that's what they choose to do. Again, they don't have any obligation to do so prior to and above them because they're all guidelines. They are not rules. They are not laws. And even mandates are guidelines. Mandates cannot be enforced in any way, shape, or form. So if your local county commission or anybody else tries to impose another mandate, it's they can't enforce it. It's only a strong recommendation. It's just worded differently from strong recommendation to mandate. Okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't enforce it because it's not a law. So that's what they want to do. Parents, you have all the power in this situation. Because in my opinion, the state has the overall say on what's going to happen at the local school districts. Uh, Hopefully, we limit that power in every state to allow local school districts to make their own decisions. But with something like this, the it was intended to, no, you're not going to. The parents are going to have the power. And parents, you do have the power because you know what makes a school district continue to survive? Money. And you know how they make their money? Outside of taking your property tax money and your sales tax in the community, you know how else they make their money? Based on the student enrollment at that district. And this goes back to reinforce the idea that we've talked about before with micro-schooling, homeschooling, going to private schools, 
having charter schools and magnet schools, having competition in the market, because if you pull your child out, they get they don't get as much money because there are less students in that school district. And this is where the reset begins to happen. This is the optimism that we have because we do get a choice. We do get a say in this situation, and it's difficult for us, but I think people are beginning to go back to the basics of how did education work before we had this crazy, authoritarian, bureaucratic top of public education that's ruining the schools, and if you don't like a mask mandate, pull your kid out, make them do virtual from home, make them go to a magnet school or a micro school or do homeschooling, get them out and take away that money from the local school district. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I'm telling you, we have way more power than what they try to lead on and that we've sometimes forgotten about in all different realms. Welcome back into the show. It's The Voice of Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. It goes by so fast. we got so much I want to try and talk about and see how deep we can get with some of this, although I know it's a Friday. It's hard to do sometimes. At the same time, you can always follow us on our social media at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason on all of our social media. We have Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, my, uh, MySpace. I don't even, I never had a MySpace. MyFreedomBook.com and, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. Sign up for the newsletter, too, by the way. We're about a week out from having another newsletter at the end of the month. Yes, we are almost done with August already. It's totally free. Just go to HoosierReason.com. You'll see the thing pop up. Do you want to become a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. Type in your email. It's totally free. We do not spam you all the time. We just send you a once a month uh, beginning of the new month email with our monthly blog, with topical issues, things we talk about, different guests on the show, that sort of thing. So we have a lot of cool content on there. We thank everybody. We have a lot of people sign up every month and new signups every month as well. So thank you for that as we're continuously growing by leaps and bounds on the Hoosier Media Network. And we appreciate that. Uh, to kind of wrap up this conversation, and it segues perfectly into the next thing that I really want to try and mention here is we have the power to really make the decisions that we want to, do we not? We have the power with our local school district. If they're making poor decisions, then pull your kids out of the school and do homeschooling, do virtual learning, go to a micro school, which if you've not heard of micro schooling, definitely recommend it to at least look into and understand it. That's the way schools used to be before we actually had a government run date to, uh, mandate type of school system. I know. Crazy. 
It's in someone's backyard. You get eight to ten kids out there. You had the curriculum. You do their stuff. You learn about things outside. You, you, you learn, and it's just a small group of kids in someone's backyard in the community, and you kind of bounce around and do that. Microschooling. I love that. I love that idea. Absolutely phenomenal. We have the homeschooling opportunity, which I know some school districts hate that and despise it, which is why they've tried to pull the sneakiness of saying that they're not going to do mask mandates, get everybody enrolled, get their final number count for how many kids are going to be there, and then say, oh, sorry, but the numbers are up. we got to do a mask mandate. They've already got their money. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And it's not going to happen again, but they, a lot of school districts have been trying that. So be cautious and be wary of that. But when you have the power, guess what? You pull your kids out. Now, the problem is, is that the school district still gets your money to a degree. They don't get as much money because the money based on enrollment numbers come from the state government and come from the federal government and the Department of Education. But they still get your tax money with uh, property taxes, with mill levies, with sales tax in your area with different bonds that go on in the community. So whether you have children or not in the school district, you're still paying for that school district through your taxpayer money. So the money's still going there to some degree. How do you change that? Well, we just read the story yesterday that near 61% of uh, Americans did not pay federal income tax last year because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that's why Democrats are so desperate to try and expand these social programs to keep said 61% of working class Americans in Uh, not in the workforce, but actually on these social programs because they've hit their magic number. They've hit their lucky little number of pulling up and saying, wow, now we have a voter base on social programs and therefore they would continue to vote to keep said social programs. And we don't want Republicans taking that away. So if we have the majority of the country on these, then the majority of the country would not want to get rid of them. And therefore we have a lifetime voter base to continue to have Democrat majorities to say that if you don't vote us in, the other side will let you die in the street and make you go back to work. And that's concerning. At the same time, we see a headline from Americans for Tax Reform. And their headline, Biden and Pelosi are set to impose tax hikes on small businesses. Trying to find more money. Now, we've warned you about the potential $3.5 trillion spending bill in the budget saying that they're finding new ways to tax. It's included in there, and they're trying to warm you up to the idea. So let me get this straight. We have programs that you and I don't use for the most part or may not use. But they want us to pay for it because it's our civic duty in order to do so, like public schools. If you take your kids out and you go to a private school or you take your kid out and you homeschool, you're still paying for the school district while you're paying on top of that out of your own paycheck. You're paying for them to go to a private school. Now, how is that fair? You know how we start fixing some of this? We change the tax code, and we make sure that they change this tax code, and we do that by getting the right people in office. We recognize what's going on at that deeper level with the layers of the onion being unveiled, and we understand what they're trying to impose here. If they're trying to tax us on numerous different levels, we stop it. If they want a social program list that makes 61% of Americans uh, dependent on said program, then guess what? It's time to eliminate federal income tax altogether. If the majority of Americans aren't paying into it, then why even have it in the first place? Oh, they're exempt from paying federal income tax. Then let's get rid of the federal income tax. Now, I know that that just made every Democrat out there lose their absolute minds. I know. But imagine for a second if we had no federal income tax. 
because right now 40% of the country is paying federal income tax, at least they were last year. And that number is supposed to come back a little bit, which is why they're desperate to keep that number low, expanding the programs, the, the delaying, expanding them and extending them so therefore people can have them even longer. But it's supposed to go back down a little bit, but who is paying then? The top 40%. Okay, well, let's look at the top 40%. According to numbers prior to last year, when it was around 41, 42% of Americans not paying into it, it was the top 20% of all Americans that paid 80% of all federal income tax. 80%, which means it's the richy riches, quote unquote, the evil rich people, the top 1%, paying all the federal income tax while we have a movement in this nation complaining they don't pay enough federal income tax. I don't know how that makes any sense, but leave it to a Democrat to try and confuse you because while they're the only ones paying federal income tax, we have a movement saying that they don't pay enough federal income tax. Let's just get rid of it. What would we do then? Then we could go to a program of like, oh, I don't know, say the fair tax, where we could have just a simple sales tax across the board the way things used to be. And yeah, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, we didn't have federal income tax back in the day. In fact, the revolution... The American Revolution that we started this nation was fought over a 2% tax increase on sales tax on guns and on tea. Now, why would they try to do said thing? Because they didn't want people to have guns and they wanted to make their money off the tea. Funny how that works, right? We see a movement right now where they're trying to tax small business to drive down business to where it kills off small business. It eliminates opportunity for people to get back into the workforce because small business does consume roughly 90% of all the employees in the nation. They create the jobs. The small, Not the large corporation. They obviously do some, but small business, which is defined, I believe, by a business that has 500 or less employees in the company, a small business that uh, that amounts to nearly 90% of all employment and GDP growth in the nation because it's all about small business. So what do you do? You impose the tax hike on the small business, kill off the small business, make them downsize a little bit, make them not be able to grow, make them not be able to give raises, make them not be able to hire more individuals, make them not be able to open up new stores and expand any because if we don't do that, then therefore we can't find any new business. Guess we need to stay on the social program. Eliminate federal income tax. Go to the fair tax. Do sales tax only. That way, everybody's contributing. And guess what? The evil, richy, rich 1% individuals are going to pay more because obviously there's luxury taxes on, you know, yachts and really fancy things that we can't afford. And they'd be paying more in sales tax because those are more expensive. For individuals that are actually trying to survive, you'd be paying it on just the necessities, but you're still contributing. Because right now, some individuals aren't contributing, they're just getting. And like we talked about on the show yesterday, when you're just getting and not actually contributing, then you're not actually valuing what you're getting because you're not contributing to part of that and investing yourself into it. It's a common factor. It's a basic common sense understanding, but yet we've seemed to have forgotten that in society a little bit, haven't we? I got an email yesterday as we uh, kind of wrapped up that conversation about someone that said, uh, well, Andy, if 61% of Americans aren't paying federal income tax, should they be allowed to vote? And it's an interesting question because you're right. If you're not contributing, then how do you really have the right to say who's going to be in office? Now, I want everybody in this nation to vote, but I want them to also have some skin in the game rather than just voting for someone absurd and out there and then not really taking the repercussions from that one way or the other because they're not really part of society because they've tried to disconnect and just receive. 
it's an interesting concept. Now, they do still contribute, obviously, because of sales tax and because of property tax and because of other things. When you try to get your license or you try to register to vote and you have to have a federal ID and you have to all this other stuff so that you can triple a little bit. But if you're not paying federal income tax, that's kind of interesting. But then I go back to the philosophy of we shouldn't have a federal income tax at all. We should have a sales tax, a fair tax, or we could have a flat tax and just say, fine, we're going to go back, but everybody will contribute whether you make $100 for the entire year or you make a billion dollars for the entire year. Let's do 10% across the board, make it fair for everybody. Obviously, the rich person's still going to make the same, uh, pay in more, and the person not making as much will not be paying in as much, but still contributing. But at the end of the day, if we don't have any jobs, it's hard to do that. And if they're trying to kill off the jobs to where only a certain fraction of the population is doing the federal income tax, then it's time to get rid of the federal income tax. And we can do it because we used to not have it prior to us having it. But try to take away a program that makes a little bit of revenue for the government and see how well they react. At the same time, with technology growing, are we even going to have jobs to pay federal income tax at all soon? we got to take a break. When we come back, there's a new... I guess technological advancement from Elon Musk and Tesla again as he's trying to do the whole Mars thing, which again, I volunteer. I'll raise my hand. I want to go and do the trial and do the interview. I want to go to Mars. I will be the first talk radio host on Mars. That is my goal. I will be the first talk radio host on Mars. I will entertain the hell out of those guys trying to build a civilization and criticize them while they do it because that's what we do on the show. <laughs> but with the technological uh, technological advancements, are we moving to a point to where we won't need jobs? And will the federal income tax be null and void anyways? Interesting concept, except, of course, for the evil rich people and the business owners that run everything. Then they still have to pay their fair share, them bunch of jerks. We'll do that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Kind of an interesting show today, a little bit different than what we usually do. Welcome into the show. It's a Friday, wrapping up your week. we got a big, fun week lined up for next week and kind of an announcement to make on Monday as well, so stay tuned in for that one. Uh, you can laugh at me. You can think it's cool. You can think it's neat. You can just kind of shrug it off and you know roll your eyes. I don't really care, but i got some interesting news we'll talk about on Monday when we come back. Stay tuned in for that one. You can hear us, by the way, on uh, Monday through Friday. Every day, right here on the show. Hoosierreason.com, also on the site, uh, social media, at Hoosierreason on all of the social media sites as your favorite. All right, to kind of wrap this conversation up, which is, it's funny how everything, I didn't even intend it to be this way because I didn't get to all that I wanted to, but it's kind of flowed into one another here. Uh, But hey, you know what, that's the beauty of radio and apparently the mastermind of the host trying to make everything blend. So as we look at potentially getting rid of the federal income tax, which again, I don't think it's going to happen because the top 40% of the the country still doing it and still paying into it. And they love federal income tax because why not? It's additional bit of revenue. It may not be originally what was intended. It may be a little bit unconstitutional, but by golly, they'll find a way to get more revenue. They're going to do it. They're going to make you do it to the fullest of extreme. Uh, but as we try to kill business, so less people are working, staying on the social programs, and that gives you, by the way, an opportunity to take your kids out of the school and the classroom, like we talked about earlier. There's a new concern. It's not going to be here for a few years, but at least we need to be somewhat aware of this. But Elon Musk. Now, I'm a decent fan of Elon Musk. I don't necessarily believe in all of his politics and everything that he does. But at the same time, When people are really, really, really smart like that, I tend to overlook their political views and just kind of look at what they're doing because obviously they're geniuses and I would not be able to do so. Now, I don't necessarily agree with like the microchips in the brain thing that he's working on and trying to get that going. And I understand why he's doing it, trying to help disabled individuals with maybe a limb that doesn't work or paralysis or blindness or depression. And you can actually have this computer chip in your brain and it does all the stuff. It's a cool concept, not something that I'd want to do because I just don't like that and it would fall into the wrong hands eventually, if you know what I mean. Someone, you know, then you go down the whole mindset of people controlled by uh, microchips in their brains and telling them what to do. And so, uh, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist. I don't care. I just don't want any chips in my brain. I'll pass on that one. But regardless of some of that, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk. He's a genius, obviously. He's created a lot of really, really good stuff. He's a businessman. He's one of the top like five guys, most of the most powerful, rich guys in the country and in the world. He's growing like crazy. I, I do have investment in, in Dogecoin, Doggycoin, whatever, whatever you want to call it, with the cryptocurrency. And I know he pushes that big time. But the latest bit of information is that he's working on a five foot eight Tesla robot to do all the work at the Tesla company to where he would not have any employees. Now, this is a full-on looking uh, person that's a robot, a five-foot-eight Tesla bot with the prototype expected sometime next year, uh, where they're looking at the new AI that he's really big into. 
Now, it's really interesting that he is promoting this because at the same time, during some interviews, one of them during the Joe Rogan podcast, I think is when I heard that one, is that he's advocated for universal basic income. Which would make sense, I guess, because if you have all robots running your plants and not working, you need some form of income. How do you have an income if you no longer have jobs? Because if one company does it, as soon as it becomes somewhat financially feasible, other businesses are going to do it as well, to the point to where there's going to be very few workers in the workforce because they're all replaced by robots. Now, bear with me here. Don't think it's nuts and conspiratorial because eventually I think this is a possibility. As soon as they kind of tweak the system, we've already seen a lot of stuff go automated. Walk into a McDonald's nowadays and see how you don't even go up to the register to order anymore. You had the machine right there, the little screen, the touch screen where you order your food and then you take the receipt up to them and then they give it to you. They're already working on these things. But at the same time of working for AI and bots, you now have a push for universal basic income. The problem is that what would happen to society, and this is theoretical for you to go into the weekend, I guess, with, because it goes a little bit deeper that we don't have time for, but kind of an interesting com- uh, conversation to ponder over the weekend, and we can reconvene with it next week. But what kind of society would we have if nobody worked, but everybody had a universal basic income? It's in our DNA to create. It's in our DNA to to build, to do things, to be busybodies. When we're not busybodies, We end up getting in trouble. We do things we're not supposed to do, which is why people have that urge, that need to create, to build cities, to work on things, to work with their hands, to create something, whether it's art, whether it's a city, whether it's a building, whether it's a whatever. They have that urge. So if they're not doing that, what do you do? We would become the ultimate lazy society with a universal basic income and no work to do. It kind of reminds me of the B movie. movie. Remember that one? All the bees are laying around because they don't have to sell off their honey anymore. What do you do? Something to ponder. Podcast going up in just a little bit. Back at it on Monday. Appreciate you hanging out with us today on an interesting Friday here on The Voice Reason. Until then, everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.